Hello? Hey there, it's Mallory Tadimi, and thank you for joining me here on the Imperfect Woman podcast. If you are new to my world, welcome. I feel so excited that you're here. And if you've been in my world for a long time now, thank you so much for coming back and joining me and listening. I'm so happy that you're here. And if you've been sharing this podcast, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart because every time you take a screenshot of listening to this podcast or you do a share of anything I post on Instagram or Facebook and you tag me at Mallory Tadimi, I see it all. I see it all. And I just want to thank you for sharing this work because we do not use paid advertising whatsoever inside of the Imperfect Woman brand. And the only way for more women to come and learn about our world is for you to share. So honestly, thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing. So this is going to be a really raw episode. I need to talk something out, get it off of my chest, process it, if you will. And I haven't done that yet because it's very fresh. And I normally share once I found the lessons in hindsight and I can tell you the story and all the things that I learned. But I think this is too big not to share right now. And I just have this gut feeling that the timing is now and I'm not afraid to process this live (laughs) right now on this podcast. It's not fear. I don't feel any of that. Sometimes I feel fear with what I talk about on this podcast, but not right now. This is more like, this is an emotional loop and there's no graceful way to go into it. So let's just go into it. So last week, Hurricane Ian came barreling into the west coast of Florida, which is kind of ironic because a couple episodes ago, I talked about Hurricane Isaac, which hit us in Louisiana when we first moved there in 2012. So we live in Miami right now, and Miami is at the bottom of Florida on the eastern side. It's not on the west coast. But who does live on the west coast is my parents and my 82-year-old grandmother. And they live in a city called Fort Myers. And Fort Myers took a very direct hit from Hurricane Ian. It wasn't expected, so to say, could be argued politically to hit exactly where it did, but there were many predictions that had where they live at the very edge of that big red hurricane cone where they try to figure out where a hurricane is coming. By the time they were sure the hurricane was going to hit very close to where they are and not further north, which is what everybody initially thought. They didn't have much time to leave. I woke up at 5 a.m. last week. Of course, I've been monitoring the hurricane. Woke up at 5 a.m. And the first thing I did is I opened up my phone. Yeah, we're not supposed to do that. 
but I did. I laid in my bed and I opened up my phone and I went to go check on where the latest hurricane prediction had it going. And I had been watching for the last couple of days and I just, I'm very good at noticing patterns and trends. It's just, it's like one of my superpowers. And I noticed that although they have their little hurricane cone, the red cone over there, cone of probability, I don't know what they call it. They have their cone over there, but hmm, it seems like this path keeps adjusting to the right every single time I look on here. And my head just didn't actually do math. I did not do math in my head, but my head like saw how it was going to move by the time it hit. I could see it. And I think it's because I have followed more more hurricanes than I have fingers and toes, probably at least fingers, going to Louisiana the six years that we lived there. And I think I just got used to reading the patterns subconsciously of hurricanes, if that makes any sense. I know this sounds weird right now, but please, please stay with me. Crazy Mallory. So I could just see it was coming to them. Maybe I'm just a psychic. I don't know. Things I cannot explain. So I started texting them at 5 a.m. like good daughters do. Woke them up. They're all groggy-eyed trying to respond to my text. (laughs) And they're like, calm down. We're going to look and see where it is at 9 o'clock. And I was like, you don't have time until 9 o'clock. You need to get your furniture inside from the patio, the pool area. You need to pack your stuff. And you need to get in the car. And you need to drive to Miami. And it normally takes an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. Just understand this. There's going to be a lot of people evacuating right now. And it's going to take much longer than that. And you need to go get grandma and make sure grandma's stuff is secured. And you need to leave because they had not secured anything. Nothing. Nothing has been secured because nobody was sounding the sirens telling people, Knock, knock. Hello. Hurricane is coming directly at you. Nope. Everyone just thought it would go north. Wasn't their problem. So they did nothing. And here we are. What is this? I think maybe Wednesday morning last week, maybe. I think it hit on. I think it did landfall on a Thursday. I don't know. It's all kind of blurring in at this point. So they got in the car eventually. They had to help the neighbor tie down tie down their sailboat. They live on this like canal and the neighbor didn't have their boat tied securely. So my dad had to go help with all that. By the time they got to my grandma's house, it was like noon and they had to put down, she has these like awnings, like these 1970s style awnings and they had to put those down and try to secure her home. And then they came here. And we waited, and we waited, and we waited. They got here probably about like 5.30 p.m. I think they left at 1 or so. And it was just a waiting game to see what would happen with the hurricane. They had access to their camera for a little while until the power went out. Then they couldn't watch the canal and the water level rising at my parents' house. Uh, They could text the neighbor for a little bit, and then the neighbor stopped responding, and that was it. 
And then on Friday, yes, landfall was on Thursday. And then on Friday, they had someone they know drive to somewhere that had signal and they got a text through, I think it was, uh, that the water level had risen up to the homes in my parents' neighborhood. And that's kind of all they knew because the neighbors weren't responding. And the power was out and is still out and is going to be out for a long time. It's uh, what is it? almost a week now, something like that, five days. So my parents drove there with my husband, Dio, on Friday of last week, the day after. Took them, I think, like four hours to get there. Should have been an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes, an hour and a half with the way my husband drives. They took the Escalade. They took out the baby seat. They put all the seats down, put tarps in it, and they didn't even know what they were going to go into. They brought life jackets. They brought paper towels. They brought toilet paper, just kind of anything they could grab, really. And off they went. And they went to Fort Myers. They went to my grandma's house first. And with her house, her roof has two layers. And the top layer, the metal part, blew off. It looked like a sardine can, basically. And the second layer started to take on some water and leak a little bit. So if you look at the pictures inside the house, you can see water damage on the ceiling and some leaks. Like you could see the leak dripped on one of her lampshades and it has like this big water stain on it. But the contents inside of her house were okay. So her roof peeled off like a sardine can, but there was still a second layer there. So it wasn't like you were in the house and you could look up and see the stars, which is a good thing. Now, when they went to my parents' house, they got there and they found that their house took on about two feet of water. So imagine walking in your house and treading through two feet of water. By the time they got there, the water had receded, but anything two feet, like two feet from the floor and up to two feet was just gone. So furniture, clothing, shoes, cabinets, their jacuzzi, their pool is black. We were joking. Hey, I wonder if you have a shark in there. <laughs> uh, their solar panels blew off into their canal and Dio and my dad had to try to like yank those out of the canal. They were halfway in the canal and halfway in the yard. The neighbors had a boat in their yard, like a boat literally just like washed up <laughs> against their house and they tied a clothing line to the boat and they started drying all their towels on it. Oh my God, it was nuts. So now they're waiting for all of the insurance adjusters and all that. And then they have to get contractors for repair. So who knows how long that's going to take, but there's still no electricity there. They're on a boil water advisory, no internet or anything like that. Um, they did restore cell service, which is a good thing. I think they brought in a bunch of uh, mobile towers so people could have cellular access. And that's been my life for the last week. So we have eight people here in the house and 
through processing all of this, I am so grateful that I'm here and I have this house and I just, I I have the one thing that I've always wanted, which is freedom because I am an entrepreneur and because I am successful and because I've built this incredible brand, the imperfect woman brand in my coaching empire, I'm able to ensure that everyone's taken care of. And that's all that matters. And this is something that I've always wanted, but I didn't want to have to prove I could do it in this way to get that feeling. You know what I mean? And of course it can be much worse. It always can be much worse. I mean, there are hundreds of people that have died from this storm that didn't leave their homes and their homes were flooded or they got washed away in their car as they were trying to leave or they were in a car accident trying to leave, or trees fell on them, or their homes, or debris could always be worse. But for me, processing this feels like understanding that this is why I wanted that freedom to begin with for situations like this. And this is also the duality of it, which is a really interesting concept I talk a lot about inside of my programs, but it's kind of like in order to have that feeling of like, yeah, I did it. I can do it. I'm free and I can help people. It's like the bad has to come with that. Otherwise you don't get that feeling, which is very interesting, isn't it? You want to feel like you've built something incredible. So you have security and freedom in times like this, but at the same time, In order to have that, you have to have times like this. Why are the two paired? It's the law of the universe, duality. It's very interesting. And we talk about this a lot when it comes to success. It's like to manifest massive success, you have to be able to hold both. To have this, you have to hold that too. They come together and they are expressed differently, but they're the same which is interesting. It's very metaphysical. But if you think about it, the validation wouldn't be there unless something bad happened. It's quite interesting. And just today alone, I've been thinking about validation and why we need validation and what it actually means. And I've been toying with the idea, I was doing this this morning, so it's kind of fresh, But I was toying with the idea of what if we gave up the desire for validation? What if we just didn't go after that anymore? What if we let go of that need? What if we let go of that? Then we wouldn't need to manifest the bad part of it too in order for it to come. I thought that was really interesting and I'm going to play with that a little bit more. So... What if we didn't need that validation? Would the bad things still come? What if we didn't necessarily need the validation of the good? What if we were just to be? Literally just to be. Isn't that interesting? This is what I'm processing now. And it's fresh. And I don't know what comes after this. So I will continue to lead 
I will continue to be here and I will continue to have it all because that's what I enjoy. I love you all so much. Thank you for listening. Please share this episode if it feels aligned. If you know anyone else processing Hurricane Ian in any way, please share this to them. Maybe it'll give them something else to think about a little bit, the deep questions of the universe. If you've been affected by Hurricane Ian, I send so much love to you and just know that I'm with you right now. I love you all so much and I'll be with you next week.